Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap, the only podcast that thinks that it's hilarious when people think that the Fantastic Four is the worst superhero movie that Chris Evans ever did. It wasn't. It was Push. Push was so much worse. Especially he's just because it had such been, a good pro, a good premise and they fucking botched it. He's actually the actor with the most um, comic movie credits. Well, because he has Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim, Fantastic and Four, four Rise, of, Rise of Silver Surfer. Oh, so two, two, right two there. Fantastic Fours. Push, Push. And then all of the Avengers. All of the Avengers, Captain America, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, losers. The know. Losers. I'm not familiar with that. See it. It's really, it's really fun. Okay. Uh, it's based on the Vertigo comic. And then Snowpiercer was, um, is it a French comic or an Italian comic? I can't remember. I wouldn't call it a superhero, maybe. I said comic book. Did I say comic book? Or did I say superhero? I have no idea. He's it's got the min- most comic book it, credits. It's a minute away. We don't know. It's, uh, uh, but yeah, he's got the most, like, comic book movie credits. So it is midday on a Monday. I am just getting up after a very long week of hockey playoffs. And, Doug, you've already worked a shift today. Yes? No, you didn't work today? No, I was at Monday, Tuesday, so. I thought you had, well, if you did that, we should have done this, like, two hours ago. You said get together early. You said, but not really early. And I went, okay. But not really early. I meant, like, seven or eight. We could have done this at nine or ten. We could have. Okay. Like I, I know said, I, I have I have an incredibly long week ahead of me, and I'm sure your work is just as. Work, yeah, working. yeah, we're we're yeah, it's very working, it's finally picking up, which is good. It's making that money. Um, First of all, it's called making that paper, but still. Cheddar? Do the kids still call it cheddar? No, they don't. I said crunk, and someone was like, "What is that?" And I'm like, "It's what we used. To, it's what we. It's what we used to call turnt." <laughs> Fucking millennials. So I was reading this thread the other night about things only 90s kids would understand. And they had this one picture that I totally, completely related to where you're trying to shove your discman in the pocket of your jeans, but your pocket's too small and the discman's too big. I only, I remember, oh, what were they called? It's an unfortunate name back then, but uh, pocket rockers. Excuse me? Pocket rockers. They were these little, little square, they were like half the size of a Game Boy. Okay. The original Game Boy, you fucking millennials. Um, Can you stop swearing at millennials, please? We don't care that much. Uh, They're gonna get theirs later. But about, on. about the size of like uh, the the block the brick of a, um, uh, a MacBook charger, right? Okay. And you had these little tapes. So they're about two by two. Uh yeah, two and a half by two and a half, three by three, right in there. Yeah. Um, and there were these tapes that were. I'm trying to find something that I can. Maybe the size. I mean, they, they were, you know, like cassette size, uh, cassette, excuse me, shaped. Um, but Are you were, talking about micro cassettes? Yeah, but they were still tape. Yeah, micro cassettes. Yeah. But they only had like. The ones you use for like your they little only memo like, thing. They only had like two songs on them. Oh no. So they were like singles, but tiny? Yeah. But that was like, you know, like, you listen to that while you're playing with your Bop It and so forth and so on. God, I hated Bop It so and much. I did too. Um, because you were like, yeah, I can totally do that, and then you're like, oh, no, I am vastly under-coordinated for this. Uh. That and Skip It. I loved Skip It when I was younger, but now, unfortunately, that jingle is going to be in my head for the rest of my life. Wasn't that Barbie's sister? That's Skipper. Oh. And they got rid of Skipper in the 60s. Barbie's sister becomes something a little bit more modern sometime in the 80s. Yeah, they brought her back. Well, no, because Skipper... I think she finally got a black friend in the 90s, didn't she? Yes. But like I said, Skipper and Midge were Barbie's sister and friend in the 60s. Midge? Midge. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, in the 60s, because I had my mom's Barbies when I was younger. We didn't have any modern Barbies. My younger sister, because she's seven years younger than me, actually had for realsies Barbies from the late 90s, early 2000s. And like I said, Barbie at some point got a black friend, and then there was the whole scandal about how Barbie's dream house wasn't wheelchair accessible. Because they had a Barbie. Oh, and then Skipper got the, uh, yeah, no, Skipper had a a crippled friend, didn't she? She'd had a friend in a wheelchair, yes. I don't think we say crippled anymore. What do we... Disabled. Oh my god, I've got the best story to tell you about someone in a wheelchair off air. Well, you know, it was like... I'm so uncomfortable right now. Hey, Doug, why don't you talk about getting wrecked and seeing a movie? Oh, um... Let's just jump right into it. So, spoilers, uh, I saw Fast of the Fate of the Furious. Fast 8. Fast 8, yeah. 
I really want to eat chips right now, but they're the loudest of snacks. Huh? I really want to eat chips right now, but they're the loudest of snacks. Yeah, and I was listening to a podcast where someone's actually eating, and it annoyed the living hell out of me, and I I thought of you, and I was like... Like I said, we took a cue a long time ago that we don't eat when we podcast. Of all people, I think it was Hardwick. Well, because they did that podcast with uh, Matt Smith, where they're like eating cookies, and it's irritating as shit. No, he was, and he was eating when they did, um, they put out like a, Matt Myra's got like nine million fucking podcasts, Um, and it was like, he's got one called like Sidekick, where like he's the host, Um, and it was uh, Jonah Ray and Hardwick were the uh, sidekicks, and at one point like Hardwick's eating chips or something, and it was like, Like oh my fucking god. The noisiest of all snacks. Yeah. So, I went to go see Fast and Furious. I'm just, I'm eight, I know, eight. For me or not, I'm just calling it Fast and Furious. This is how awesomely terrible this movie is, Deb. You're not going to give them any lead-up into what mind frame you were at? Oh, yeah. My friend and I were like, let's get destroyed and go see this. So... what else were you going to see? Yeah. I mean... I mean, I kind of want to see The Promise, but that's not something I'm going to get wrecked and go see. Right. So, uh, so we had several drinks. Uh, but we ate, uh, you know, we were fairly responsible in that, you know, we weren't going to be like fall, yeah. falling down blackout drunk. Don't lie, you ordered a pizza and quoted multiplicity. I did. I like, a, I like pizza, Steve. I like it a lot. <coughs> Come on up, Doug, we're spitting on bugs. Um, so anyway, this is how awesomely terrible this movie is. Despite the fact that it's won the box office two weekends in a row. Yeah, well... Some people have money, Deb. Um, yeah, that's why they keep making Transformers movies and Michael Bay is still a thing. Yep. Uh, so, I heckled this movie from start to finish and no one stopped me. There was no shh or excuse me, sir, could you not? And I will tell you... Or the you, manager throwing you out. No, none of it. Like, the, the only time someone kind of got a little itchy and it was my friend who was sitting next to me is... I. I said motherfucker and there were some high school ki- or uh, middle school kids next to me and I'm like oh please like they've never heard motherfucker right but like I was like okay yeah okay so I'll, instead of calling him the gingy motherfucker I'll call him uh, ginger Santa Claus um, or hey look a really tall leprechaun I think was at one point what okay, I said you remember the period of Walking Dead when I wouldn't stop referring to one of the characters as ginger Ron Perlman uh yeah Abraham suck my nuts like I said ginger Ron Perlman fucking miss Abraham so the premise of the movie at some point becomes World War Three. So I still don't understand why they were on the ice with a torpedo chasing. Them. Oh, we're gonna get to the ice. We're so gonna get to the ice. Um, so very beginning, uh, you know, everyone's enjoying their time off, and uh, the I think the rockets like disavowed somehow. Oh no! So they get they have to steal a something, um, plans of some sort. That's how much impact the movie made on me. But, like, if they get caught, like, the, like the rock is burned from his, like, you know, Homeland Security job or Black whatever flag. it is. Uh, huh? Black flag. No, like, totally burned. Yeah. Like it. You're thinking Black Ball. No, in Spies, the Black Flag operation burns a spy forever. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so, um, he gets, like, disavowed. They put him in prison with Jason Satham. Do they work out together? They might be the best part of the movie just based on, like, them, like, just, like, like jabbing each other. Because at one point... So they point, actually have kind of a weird, good buddy cop? Yeah, it's on. very lethal weapony. Okay. At one point, they're, like, talking shit to each other, and I have two things on this. One, they're talking shit to each other so much that at one point, The Rock threatens to punch his teeth down his throat so far he'll have to shove a toothbrush up his ass to clean them. And at which point, Jason Statham just, like, goes, like... He, like, nods, like, respect. Like, that was what made him respect. I, okay. And at one point, Jason Statham calls The Rock Hercules, in which pl- at which time, in the theater, mind you, I start a slow clap, and people join in. Apparently, I said, I am Groot, every 20 minutes. Dad, do you have any questions? Oh, hold on, before I get to that, because I want to open up the, the floor to some questions. Oh, I have questions. Oh, yeah, I know. Um... Because I'm not going to... So, so they, they have to, like, steal... Or so Toretto... Toretto? Yeah. Toretto turns his back on his family, which I know you're going to ask me why, so we'll get to that. Um, and uh, and it's not because he turned into Xander Cage, which I was a little disappointed in. Um, 
And uh, he helps uh, Charlie Theron, who uh, is a bad guy with, uh, or a bad lady, uh, with, I think her superpowers, I don't kind of have superpowers now, um, her, her power is to have the least, no, I mean superpower, her superpower is the uh, ability to have the least uh, convincing uh, weave I've ever seen, hair extensions. It's fucking terrible. You know, hair extensions and weaves are different things, right? Don't care. She was trying to pull off, like, the ghost in the Matrix haircut or whatever, wig. Oh, God, I love yeah. them. The twins? Yeah, but, like, you know the, how they the had, the like, the, the dreadlock? Yeah, yeah, like, the albino dread... That's... Charlie's the wrong with those. Think about that. Just let it's that sink in. one of those in. things where it's like, I never want to see a movie by the Wachowskis ever again, but I would love them to do styling on different sci-fi flicks. Yeah. Um, and I know that sounds super douchey, but look at their fucking track record. They do bring in God's Eye. They try to use that to find uh, Toretto, but, you know... Oh, uh, uh, Charlie Theron's character's name is Cypher. And she's like, like the, the best... character from The Matrix? Yeah. And she's like the best hacker on the planet. She can even beat Ludacris, which I was like... Every time he popped up on the screen, I was like, Luda! Luda! So she's the best hacker ever, so she can totally she crack can, she the security can... system while getting a BJ from Halle Berry. No, she's not. She's not Swordfish good. Nice pull, by the way. Um, but she can outsmart Ludacris and the chick with the big hair from the last movie. Um, Ramsey. I, I haven't seen, like, the last three movies, so I, I don't uh, We I, The but, network live-tweeted the last one because that's when they all got superpowers. But it's just one of those where it's and like, I don't I mean always, skills, I mean superpowers. Like I said, it's always been a guilty pleasure of mine because, I mean, fast cars, muscly dudes, what's not to like? But they are so stupid. Vin Diesel's standing on, like, an apple box half the time he's talking to The Rock. Um, uh, the Rock's daughter looks suspiciously like Moana. Which I brought the entire theater's attention to. Um, like, just well, like, Moana. A, it's kind of a douchey thing to say. He's in Moana. He has a kid who looks like Moana. Okay, when, the can, end. can we talk about the ice, please? So at one point, they have to outrun a submarine. Which, by the way, Deb, do you know how you outrun a submarine? Go on land. Excellent point. Do you know how, let me rephrase that. Do you know how you don't outrun a submarine? By driving in a straight line while the submarine chases you. At one point, so I was just like, I should pull split up. I should pull split up. Crazy, crazy Ivans. Yeah, no. No, that doesn't even work. Because then you're off the ice. Oh, that does totally happen. in Not on that part, but there is a part where they do a Crazy Ivan. Yeah, um, do you remember what a Crazy Ivan is, yeah. right? When you randomly go left or right to see if anybody's following you. That is not a Crazy Ivan. I've watched Hunt for Red October very recently. Well, I've watched Serenity. In Hunt for Red October, pulling a crazy Ivan is randomly making a turn at no point in time to see if somebody's following you using, I was going to say, using sonar. Well, in Serenity, it's when they drive the thing onto the Serenity with the ramp and all that. I was talking about Hunt for Red October. You I know, know I'm the talking actual about Serenity. submarine movie. Serenity's a documentary. I will smack you in your stupid fucking mouth. <laughs> so anyway, um... No, they don't pull your crazy Ivan. They pull my crazy Ivan. Or Joss Whedon's crazy Ivan. Um, but I'm pretty sure he probably pulled the name from it from... Hunt for October. October. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, so yeah, they just keep driving on a straight line while the sub is, like, underneath them trying to, like, like Pac-Man chomp them. Like, like breaching and then, like, coming down. And just by so you know, the way, subs don't do that. By the way... They're not fast like that. Charlie's Theron and her whole team... Blow no, it's, up it's themselves. Charlize, not Charlize. Cypher, Cypher and her whole team. This is what she's referring to say. Charlize. Cypher and her whole... T- you know what? The chick with the robot arm and her whole team. <laughs> she's the same character in every movie, right? I don't see any way they can make the torpedo on the ice scene that was in the freaking trailers oh, yeah, this even is... vaguely plausible. So I did... I heard about this scene before I saw it. And they were like, yeah, the rock turns a torpedo around, and I'm like, well, that's... It would be set off. Now, admittedly, in the way he did it, it wouldn't have been? I'm not saying that it isn't physically possible. I'm just saying I don't see any scenario where this would be something that happens. Um, Tasha? They no. do, uh... No. But the thing is, once the torpedo would have breached the ice, it would have exploded. I don't, it know, wouldn't I have... don't know that much about torpedoes. 
well, I mean, the thing is that they, they tend to explode on impact. Um, Would the ice be enough of an impact? Well, I mean, it was pretty thick ice. To the f- well, here's the thing, though, is that if you start thinking about it, torpedo explodes on impact. What happens if a whale gets in the way? Does the torpedo explode the whale? Yes. Or does it just make it die a horrible death by going straight through it? No. Oh, no, a torpedo wouldn't have that much of a... It wouldn't bore through it like a bullet or anything. It would explode. I'm sorry, I just had this horrible mental image of gray whale blubber raining down on everyone. Ambergrist. <laughs> Let's make some perfume. Um, you, they, they, you know that ambergrist doesn't just, like, live in the whale. It's a very rare occurrence. Is it really? Hey, what's that? What happens when a whale eats a squid and it can't digest it? When it passes, it becomes ambergris. Huh. Did you not watch that episode of Bob's Burgers? No. Yeah, there's an episode where they find a giant piece of ambergris. Nice. Yeah. Um, they get to choose whatever car they go out on the ice in, Deb. From, oh, by the way, they have like a, uh, a warehouse of cars they've seized from... Like, drug dealers and, like, black military ops, right? One of them is, like, basically the Batmobile crossed with, like, tank treads. There goes the cat. Uh, I just didn't want him to take a massive shit. So, Roman, who I mercilessly... No. That would have been bad. The child rapist? It was legally... That it it's statutory, but I mean, it, no, she was. I mean, she was way too young. No, well, I'm not defending him. Um, it sounds like you are. Uh, well, when you say child rapist, I mean. I get that she. He offered her candy. Like I said, I get that she's she settled. Said, like I said, I get that she's settled and she's over it. I don't think the rest of the world is. Oh no, that's why he's never coming back to America. Um, but uh, Roman, who's by far the most annoying character on the on in the movie, uh, decides what car could you think of, Deb, that would be the most effective when driving across an ice field? 1965 Mustang. I'll do you one better. Yes, that is a joke, because that car is awful in weather. How about a creamsicle orange Lamborghini? At which point I'm like, that car would just be spinning in circles, which he gets a good, he gets a good go for a little while. But then I'm like, that thing would just spin out. Like, I was looking at it, like, from an actual physics point of view. I'm like, well, that just wouldn't happen. At one point, it crashes and gets dragged underwater, which I'm like, makes sense. But they shoot it with harpoons, which they have, like, these harpoon guns that they keep loading in a way where I kept going, worst dildo ever. (coughs) (laughs) Said that out loud a couple of times. No, I was just coughing. No. uh, What? I just coughed a second ago. And? But you looked at me like I was making a comment on your... No, no, I was telling the, the, okay. the audience that, yes, I did, every time they, like, loaded, like, they, like, jerked off, like, the harpoon gun. It was bizarre. Um, it, it's made of aluminum. Um, it, it, oh, God, the, I mean, I know I'm supposed to suspend disbelief, but, like, uh, at one point, <laughs> this is great, you're like this, uh, Ludacris' character, uh, uh, Parker, I think his name is? Um, yeah. Uh, is like, he goes, what you're talking about? That sounds crazy. And I went, would you call it ludicrous? And like three people left. It was so, you need to see it. I don't want to. I, you still haven't told me I about honest, it. I honestly should have recorded myself. Like, it should have, it should have been the first episode of Smash, Smash Cuts. Cuts. Like, it was one of those where like, everything I said, like, people in the theater let me do it because at some point they're like, this is as bad as that drunk is making it sound. I'm sorry. Every time you say that, all I can think of is the joke in uh, You're the Worst when he goes to the movie theater and runs into uh, Shitstain and Honey Nuts. And they like to come to the White Theater to see the Wes Anderson films. Is that in the third season? I think so. Uh, I haven't seen the third season. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. But like I said, they like to go to the, the theater in the white rich part of town to watch the new Wes Anderson because nobody yells at the screen. But he likes to go to the black theater so he can make comments about the movies all the time. That, oh, that makes total sense for Jimmy. Yeah, doesn't it? Speaking of Jimmy, I texted you. This is the third, well, we're a little bit past it by a couple of days, but third anniversary 
of Jimmy, the worst oh, Digimon. Jimmy, the toll booth operator. Dick, Dick move, move Jimmy. Jimmy. Dick move. He flicks a cigarette at I was totally, Ash or whoever summons a Digimon. Like I said, I um, totally thought you were going to talk about when I first introduced you to You're the Worst and said, this guy's you, and he wrote a book called Congratulations, You're Dying. And you're like, fuck you, Dad. And then fell in love with the series. Actually, my takeaway was that it was very much like a relationship I had. Yeah, I know. And I know the exact girl you're talking about. Yep. She made wrong decisions. Eh, we both did. I mean, I was... Oh, I was talking about before and after you. Um, I think after. I mean, I... Oh, not... God. Are you kidding me? So many wrong decisions before you. Oh, yeah. Before me. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, after me, no, I mean, I gotta say that, guys, he's a good guy. It's not that, it's that she made it because of the decision she made before you, not because of the decision she thought that would make her happy. It was that... Oh, I'm not saying you weren't a contributing factor. It was that, you know... She got herself into this situation that she shouldn't have, and she couldn't deal with it, and she needed somebody to help, and you weren't that person, so she found somebody to help her with it. I think that's an oversimplification. It's but an I, absolutely oversimplification, but, but I think it's that still true. The, the guy after me was, he was not her, her, he was not the guy before me, and he's not me. I didn't In say terms he, of our emotional issues. She took the easy way out because she made so many bad decisions in her earlier years. It, yeah. 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 I mean, the kids are great. I mean, I'm not knocking them. Well, not you were the one that said it out loud. What? What? Her kids are fine. But, you know, it's not their fault their dad's an asshole. What, that they ruined her life? Well, no, I didn't... I'm not saying that at all. I'm not... I didn't... Did I say that? I didn't say that. You implied it. No, I didn't. There was no implication at all. At all. Should we move on? Yeah. At all. So the fourth season of Sherlock is going to go up on Netflix this month. Oh, we're jumping that. Okay, cool. I think in about three weeks, like I think it's near the end of the month, the fourth season of Sherlock is about to go up on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So I've been rewatching the first three seasons. Mm-hmm. They really do film them like movies. They're so dense. Also, I cannot tell you how much I hate Martin Freeman's mustache when Sherlock comes back from the dead. Does he grow it to honor Sherlock? I'm no, no, he's just, he's, like I said, Sherlock's been dead for, like, two years. He started seeing a lady that he ends up marrying and getting pregnant, even though she's a horrible assassin and a spy, but that's a whole thing. Sherlock or? Watson. Watson, okay. Yes. I don't watch it, so. Really? Really. You'd enjoy it. Oh, I know I wouldn't. I love Stephen Moffat. We're going to talk about him later, because Doctor Who's back. Um, and he's given me yet something else mundane to be afraid of. Um, I really think that Stephen Moffat is just making TV to A, misogynize women, and B, make people afraid of everything he's afraid of. I agree with the second part. Not sure I agree with the He has first. a reputation. Yeah, but the new companions, like openly gay woman, African-American... I'm so great he wrote a character like that. Maybe he could treat the women in the real world a little bit more politely. Yeah, but is Sherlock set in modern times or set in... Sherlock, yeah. Like, oldie, timey no, England, like... No, modern... Well, it's about six years old now, but yeah. Oh, 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 really? Benedict Cumberbatch, Martin Freeman, Sherlock. Yeah, well, I, like I said, I've never seen an episode, so I don't know if it was oldie, timey, and I'm like... It is not oldie, timey. Because I was like, well, women were treated differently back then, so you I'm can't talking about Moffat in particular has but, a reputation. I didn't see that in any of the, the Doctor Who stuff he did, but... Uh... uh do you have examples, or because I mean, Amy Pond was empowered, so was Rose near the end. I'll... Yeah, his characters are the way he treats women in real life is not. Oh, 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 oh! There oh, you go, oh, oh. and the pieces come together. Oh, and the last horse crosses the finish line. That one's gonna be glue. Um, <laughs> that one's gonna be zombie brain tube. No, oh, he's, cool. he's very Joss Whedon in his portrayal of women in media, but his actual actions speak oh. differently. Um, well, that's unfortunate. He's no Neil Gaiman. It's not Gaiman. Is it? Is it? No, yeah, you're right. I'm not getting into that again. Uh, like, didn't we already have this fight? Which, by the way, have you read his new book? No. 
Norse mythology. Yeah. Mm-mm. I keep really wanting to, but it just. Kind of books are so dense. I like, think it's one of those books where you can't just kind of plow your way through it. You kind of have to stop and think, which is not a bad thing. I just haven't been in the mind space to do it. To me, it's like his style is so. His voice is so unique. I think it works against him. Okay, here's um, the thing, though. You read American Gods, obviously. Yes. And Anansi's Boys. Yes. Both of those books are actually pretty laugh-out-loud funny. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're very dark, Not good serious funny, books. but... Yeah. Like I said, they're very... Well, that's Pratchett, as well as Guy. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, they're very... Which... Oh, that's Brooks. Anyways, we'll continue on. No, it's not Terry Brooks. It's Terry Pratchett. No, I was going to say something, but I realized it was about Brooks, not oh, Pratchett. Okay. Because Terry's a stupid name. But what I was saying is that he's delved a lot into mythology and mythos of many different gods before this. Mm -hmm. And so to see him so focused on one, I'm kind of interested to see what he'll do. But his books, like I said, they're very... Layered? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, he can say one sentence and it might take you 20 minutes to think about it. Because there's so many different implications of said sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, like I said, when he does something like Norse mythology, especially since I've watched Vikings and read a bunch of it and read a whole bunch of other books based on all sorts of other different things and seen so many other fantasy novels based on the North Pantheon and all sorts of right. other different stuff like that, I'm like, this might take me a while to absorb. Uh, my issue, like I said, is that his voice is so unique, it works against him with me. Um, I, I may not be alone, I, I, I might be. I, I don't um, think it's that, so unique. It's just that he has that very English sense of humor. What are my pockets full of? No, yeah, no, I, I, I yes, I, I get your reference. Um, but that's my issue, um, which I am going to say out loud, eventually. So my, well, you keep interrupting me. Um, he has such a unique voice, and I think it works against him. Blah blah blah. Alone, not alone. Who knows? That. Everything, since I read Fragile Things, like it's just like, yeah, it's Neil Gaiman, who gives a shit? Like, it's just like, it seems like he's writing the same thing over and over again, because the I voice... Think he's Tim Burtonick. I do. I do, because the voice is so unique that every time I read it, I just go, yeah, it just feels like I've read this before, and it's like, it's that voice, but the content doesn't even matter. It's like... It's, it's just the, the branding and packaging of it that, that, you know, sucks people in. And I go... Well, I have two things to say about that, but finish. I, I, it's, it's just... It's like having read Polnick over and over again that I can see the, the yeah, you know, Chekhov's good. gun in the third act, like, right off the bat. And it's just like, okay, it's, it's that's the, this. It's the M. Night Shyamalan put a twist. Yeah, but the thing is, like... You became well too, well too known for one thing, and now people are bored with it. Yeah, but it'd be like it would be like if you've seen so many M Night movies. So I'm not even gonna attempt to take on his last name. Shyamalan. Sure. Um, that like you see the twist. You know what I mean? Like, I can start a Neil Gaiman novel and go, I know where this is gonna go, for the most part. Um, and I can skip a lot of stuff because I'm like, yeah, it's your voice. It's your voice. Like it's. The plot gets lost in his voice sometimes. Sometimes. You think it's a little bit Tolkien where it's just too descriptive? It, I wouldn't say descriptive or verbose. I mean, it was just one of those, like, when I read the Graveyard book, I was like... That was one of my points. I fucking hated that book. It was like... I hated that stupid book. I, know where I thought this it was going. overly simplified and I thought it was dumb. I hated it, that stupid I, fucking book. It was book. very paint by numbers. But it was very. And I get that it was supposed to be a book for younger readers. Yeah, but I it was still young fucking adult. hated that. But and it was... Coraline was a book for young readers, and it was not that straightforward. No, that yeah. See, right? I hated the graveyard book. Um, it it just it was, not only was it paint by numbers, but it was very Neil Gaiman paint by numbers. You know what I mean? It's like, the jack of all trades. It's like he has his formula, and I hated the graveyard book. I, actually. Uh, I, a great comparison, I guess I could say, would be the band Weezer. Like, River Como figured out the mathematical, like, Como. formula. What did I say? Como. What? Okay. Como. The singer to Weezer, 
because uh, I'm done being corrected on this shit. Um, figuring out the mathematical uh, 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 equation to the perfect pop song, which is why all their songs sound the same. They are literally formulaic. And I think Neil uh, 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 Gaiman has gotten into that. Like, his books are... He's figured out his formula, and it, it just seems like I'm reading every book over and over and over again, and it's like, there's not a whole lot of... Like, the content changes, but it gets lost in his voice, and I'm just not... I'm not a huge fan anymore. I'm sorry. I mean, I watch American Gods, don't get me wrong. But... So- the rebuttal I had for that, even though you've made a lot of excellent points, is I'm a big fan of his book, Smoke and Mirrors. The first collection. Yeah. One of his first collections, and there's two stories in particular in there that I really like. The first one is about a couple that gets married, and they get given a very odd wedding gift, which is that manuscript of their life. And everything terrible that happens in the manuscript doesn't happen to them. And at the end of the story, I believe the wife ends up burning the manuscript after the husband dies? Yeah. It was very uh, Portrait of Dorian Gray. It was extremely Portrait of Dorian Fun Gray. Fun fact, that story was not a story in the novel, or in the collection. That story was recounted in the introduction. Damn it. No, I'm just saying, like, that's one of those, like, everyone, like, talks about that, and I go, that was technically part of the introduction. The other one that I really liked in there is, it's, it's a very short story about them taking in a stray cat that keeps coming back at night, extremely beat up. Like, completely, like, yeah, yeah, something yeah. had savaged it. And it ends up being that the cat is fighting off the devil at night, every night, to keep the devil away from the house. And that's why it keeps coming back all beat up. I like the one with the uh, the lady that uh, keeps turning down the uh, immortal life and all that. Like, she just wants to be happy. She keeps turning down the, um, all of, the, like, the, the things of power. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. The, at the thrift store? About. Yeah. Like, she keeps going into, like, the, the tip or the bin or whatever they call it. In Britain. Some weird yeah. second-hand store. So. Um, and the other one, I think this one's actually in Fragile Things, because it's a whole story about a guy getting an STD. Gotta be in Fragile Things, then. Well, because he's talking about how STDs are actually very fragile things, like they need a very specific environment to live. Yeah. But the only thing I can remember from that story is a joke about the nurse showing him into the lavatory to take a piss sample and saying, fill that cup over there, and it's a cup on a high shelf, and he responds, what, all the way up there? there. And she makes a look at like she's heard it a thousand fucking times before. Yeah, once again, it's like, all of his jokes, you're like, oh, those are Neil, you know, diamond jokes. Like, it's weirdly, you know, I, I don't know. I could be, you know, alone in this, and I'd be totally fine with it. Um, but I've just grown bored, bored. with... You know, and that's why I haven't read Norse mythology, because well, it's also it doesn't hold an interest for me. It's also the fact that since I've been listening to the Iron Druid Chronicles, I kind of have a different stance on Norse mythology right now, because a lot of the Norse pantheon is involved in those books, and I don't want him to make it so boring and cut and dried again. Which is ironic, because I made an Iron Giant heckle during uh, Fast and Furious. Got that movie. So you never asked me... Okay, I gotta get it. Oh, hold on, I, I just gotta say this. No, continue. Because... We'll... What? Oh, I did the stop continue, sorry. Oh, uh, um... I think I have an Iron Giant pop in there sometimes. You do with the car, I know. Yeah, the car big, brought big it back from... So anyway, uh, what what makes you... Th- what would... Deb, in your opinion, what makes you think that uh, Dominic Dom Toretto would turn his back on family? His penis... Okay. Do you have an honest answer, or? Um. I mean, I like to save penis. his family, money. <laughs> money. Like a lot of money. Like a really like like twenty bucks, twenty five bucks. McDonald's gift card. McDonald's Monopoly piece for a free cheeseburger. Like for Boardwalk on the Monopoly one. Uh, no. I would say uh, frets. Okay. How about blackmail? I should have said blackmail. Kind of close. More family. Apparently, and I I haven't watched all the movies. Please tell me he has a secret family. I get to do that, Dad. Secret family! I don't remember this chick in the movie, in the series movies, but then again, I I didn't watch the ones in in the middle. I watched like the first couple and like the last couple. Mm -hmm. Uh, But apparently he banged some blonde chick and now has a baby. 
Who he, like, you know... And, oh, guess what he names it? Paul Walker. Close. Brian. Uh, uh. Oh, and by the way, Michelle Rodriguez takes all of this on like a champ. Because when he finally comes back and saves them, like you do, against the submarine. <laughs> um, like, he's like, hey, like, just so you know, like, I have a love child. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's some blonde say, hey, chick, I banged when I thought you were dead. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, he thought she was dead. I know, and I know she can't begrudge him that, but like, Do you have any idea that's a how lot. Many, like, if I was in love with a guy and he died, do you have any idea how many random dudes I would bang? Admittedly, I would have zero of their love children, but still. Go ahead. Not on no, air. Go no, ahead. No. Not on air. Uh, and I don't think we have Garbatron. What do we have? Is it, I don't know. Is I it should, a, maybe they're doing some... Hold on, I'll go take a peek. Uh, but yeah, some kind of uh, Motortron, and so I apologize. Um, so going back to... Uh, well, don't, don't oh, do that. No, it's, stop, that's, that's fine. What? They're doing some kind of carpet or apartment restoration, so that's just gonna keep going. Cause so fuck Carpetron my life. is is here. Carpetron, I like Carpetron, it. yeah. Uh, so going back to uh, Stephen Moffat, uh, Doctor Who, the pilot. Uh, that's the name of the episode. Uh, the new season started. I'm thrilled. Capaldi's last, unfortunately. I liked him. Um, I think Vegas I odds not. are on. Vegas Cyber odds are on the. Glasses. Oh no, they've they've gotten rid of those. He's he's they back still on screwdrivers. Um, you'd love that. Uh, oh, the fuck! Ow! Oh my god! Did you just actually do that? Yeah. Uh, For those who could not see us, i.e., all of you, Doug just flicked his head back and slammed it to the countertop. Not on purpose. Which, admittedly, I'm gonna blame on why I can't think of the actor's name now. Um, but you know the 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 uh, the husky gentleman from uh, Little Britain. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm still laughing at you banging your head. Anyway, uh, it's a great episode. It introduces the new companion, wow. Bill. Yeah, I'm going to keep going. Um, uh, who is the first openly gay, first openly gay companion. Uh, kind of weird that her uh, name is Bill. That doesn't really get explained. Oh, no, I think they do say like her name's like Wilhelmina, and it's not... Um, Which but, is a terrible name. Who still names their kid Wilhelmina? I know. I'd go by Bill as well. Or Willie. No, none of us would go by Willie. No. However, you know, there is a vague possibility we might talk to Billy Piper at some point. There is. Uh, we both know it's not really going to happen. I'd like it to happen. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get her autograph for a friend, so that will at least happen. A friend. Why is that in quotes? It's not for you? No. It's for a friend. An unnamed friend. Edgar, a fellow Whovian at work. I just wanted you to actually say it. Okay. You realize... What a weird thing for me to lie about. Yeah, pretty much. But like I said, you realize how long you'll have to wait in line for that, right? Well, he's a good friend. So you're going to miss everything else to wait in line? Yes, I'll be in line for all three days, Deb. No, but it's at least a solid two-hour wait. Probably not. I don't know, Deb. We've never been there. I'd love to see things up. Is it really two hour wait? Normally for a, I was going to say, high profile guest, yeah. If you're lucky. Wow. Sometimes a lot Well, longer. you know, I mean, depending on what it comes up against in terms of panels and all that, I, I don't know, Deb. Whenever you say panel, I really want to make a bunch panel, of... Panel, panel, panel. Yeah, just on that jokes. Thank so, you. So, Stephen Moffat, thanks for making me afraid of puddles. I, is that a new thing for you? Because there's been lots of like random stories or bits of uh, literature or shows where you jump in a puddle and you just disappear. No, well, this was special spaceship puddle that uh, kills you and reanimates you so it can leave the planet. Didn't make a lot of sense when I described it that way, but it is it, it fucking terrifying. Episode. But I'm just saying, puddles are not exactly like a new... No, but like, you know how Moffat makes... Well, now you know I have, like, statues works. of angels. Or kids in gas masks. It's actually has to, it has to do with how they walk, No, not so much the kid in the gas mask. Are you my mommy? <sighs> no, but it's, it's like the whole thing with, like, um, Silent Hill or 
whatever one that Halle Berry was in that I can't remember. It has to do with how the people walk that makes them more creepy. Gothica. Was it Gothica? It was Gothica. But I'm just saying, it's like the labored It was Catwoman. <laughs> but like I said, it has to do with how labored their walk is and how the joints seem wrong that makes it creepier than it initially is. Right. It's the same thing with the kid in the gas mask, is that there's something a little bit strange about the way they walk. Yeah, it's the same way that I'm creeped up by that chick in the ring. Before you die, Doug. Oh, God, the chick in the Japanese version, like, I swear she has no bones. It is Ugh. nauseating to watch. Um, Anytime you see the human body doing something that it shouldn't. Mr. Glass falling downstairs and unbreakable. Have you seen the split yet? Uh, no. Okay, you need to see it. Oh, I know the twist. Yes, I know you know the twist, but I need you to actually see the film. Isn't that good? No, it's not. But I still feel like you should watch it. Can I heckle it while I watch it? Of course you can. Great. Speaking of heckling movies while I watch them... We're going to go back to Fast. Nope. Thank God. New season of Mystery Science Theater 3000, The Return. Yeah, you cross your arms. Now, bear in mind, I was a little apprehensive as well. It's despite not that. It's that I don't like Jonah Ray. Folks, she got palpably upset at this. One of my favorite TV shows of all time. And I love... I was going to say, I love what they did afterwards. God, what's it called? Rift Tracks. I love Rift Tracks. And like I said, the Rift Tracks for Triple <laughs> X, fucking hilarious. I don't think I've ever laughed the that hard. The first far. one? Yeah, like I said, I don't think I've ever laughed that hard about them talking about him speaking bottles of Slivovich off of a car seat. Because, you know, I you work do. in... No, I work in the Eastern European restaurant, so I know what Slivovich is. But like I said, I really, I don't like Jonah Ray. I'm sorry. I think he's a whiny dickbag. And it's one of those things where I'm a big Felicia Day fan. And I was really She's excited, good, really excited about them doing Mystery Science Theater 3000, especially with the blessings of the creators. Oh, well, Joel Hodgson was yeah, exactly. still part of it. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things where it's like, it wasn't like the, we're stealing this idea and making it our own. Right, yeah. It's like, we're going to do a new generation of this. I just... Fuck you, Jonah Ray, and your whiny-ass shit about your stupid fucking hair. I love it. Uh, I'm, You know, it's it's a bit of an undertaking in terms of that it's 14 episodes and approximately... I mean, they watch a whole movie. It's, I mean, it's, it's you know, like an hour and a half long episodes. Well, but um, that's so, what it always was. Yeah, but to, like, try to binge something like I that is... I wouldn't recommend binging it. Yeah, it's, I, I, I'm trying to watch, like, an episode a day. Um... But the first two episodes with Reptilicus, uh, you know, that movie about the Danish Godzilla, just as good as it sounds, uh, and then the one that's a really bad Bigfoot movie called uh, Cry Wilderness, which made me laugh when they heckled the opening credits. Um, you know, I mean, I can tell that Baron Vaughn is the new voice of Tom Servo. The guy who does Crow... Uh, and I do love Baron Vaughn. Uh, I think his name is Tom Yunt. Um, is doing... Like, he sounds like Crow. Like, he's really putting himself into it. Um, Patton Oswalt is great as um, TV's son of TV's Frank. Uh, Felicia Day as the new Forester is fantastic. Um, You're going to have to trust me on this. Please don't light me on fire. I'm not. But, uh, it's, you know, it, it changes, it, it updates it. Like, instead of making, like, all of the, like, the 70s references, they're making a lot of, like, 90s references. Um, yeah, so, we're in 2017. Yeah, so admittedly still a little dated, according to the internet. But uh, I love, love the new season. I texted you about it, and I said, this, it reminds me of why it's one of my favorite shows decades later. I mean, I love the originals with Joel Hodgson. I love the movie. I mean, Mike Nelson was a, a, a host before that, but the movie is fantastic. Um, Forbidden Planet. This Island Earth was the movie. Excuse me, you're right. So... Um, they also did one that was like this weird I want to say it was like Swedish fairy tale oh I don't remember the name you know, of that you know what I'm talking yeah, about yeah, right yeah. the house on the stilts and they keep calling the house back and forth and yeah. like I remember watching that movie as a kid without it and then seeing it later with Mystery Science Theater 3000 and realizing how fucking brilliant it was oh yeah I mean it's like once again it's like hanging out with your friends and but you know you can hate Jonah Ray, but really, there's no one, there's no one else I can think of that has the reverence for the source material 
who has the love of the source material to be the next host. I'm guessing we could probably know at least seven people in our acquaintance who can do the same thing. Well, when we meet Joel Hodgson, we'll figure it out. But in the meantime, Deb, I honestly think you should give it. Such a whiny dickbag. He's not in this, Deb. You need to un- you need to divorce that from him. The man from the work. He's two not an things. established actor. I don't have to divorce him from what he's doing. From 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 being a whiny dick on the podcast. Sorry, what has he acted in other than this? Uh, he's been on Marin. He's got his like the second as himself. Season. Technically, uh, it wasn't actually as Jonah Ray, but he was a, a snotty uh, record store clerk. Uh, the second season of his TV show in CISO just started. Mm. Um, he's been in stuff, Deb. Maybe he's become more self aware and less of an asshole. But still. I don't know, Deb. Maybe he shouldn't be so fucking judgmental. From you. Yeah, I give people chances. I know when. I can divorce someone hey, from... Hey, I gave Chris Evans another chance, and he proved me right. He proved you right? I was right to give him another chance. Yeah? So why not give Jonah Ray the same benefit? Mm. Exactly. When you have to hear somebody complain about a bad haircut for 30 minutes, it takes a long time to get that taste out of your mouth. How old is that episode? Doesn't matter. Jonah Ray hasn't been on the Nerdist podcast in, like, two... Maybe three years? The man was basically in tears about how he thought somebody treated him during a haircut. I think you're overly exaggerating. Would a you lot. like to go back and listen to it? <laughs> Would you? No. Just I'll be right. No. If I missed a note about Fast and Furious. Hmm? I missed a note on the Fast and Furious. Okay, I'm listening. They at one point, and by the way, the first... Oh, it's Fate of the Furious. I was going to say the first name, first word of the movie is Fast. No, it's, uh, it's Fate. It's Fate. It's um, Which is terrible. At one point, Michelle Rodriguez complains, and by the way, this is when they've got like all of the supercars. They're like, oh my god, we have to make, we have to drive ten miles in an hour? However will we do that? Is that a real sentence? Mm-hmm. That's driving six miles an hour. You realize you can easily run ten miles in an hour. Well, if you could actually now, admittedly, run. the Lamborghini might have a problem, but everything else, with like the tank treads and shit, I'm like. Okay, no, I know no, you said no, tank no. treads, but what I heard was tape treads, and then I got a really hilarious barrage of mental images. Ugh. Exactly. Um. What else you got on your list? Uh, what have I been doing this week? I. Sort Did of you literally just ask me what else I have on my list, and then? go into what else I did this week? Yeah, because yeah. I thought you'd need a minute to read your list. Sorry? The Founder. That's how long it took me to read it. Uh, I loved it. Uh, Michael Keaton killing it. I'm so glad he's got this like weird career revival. Um, I don't necessarily think it's a revival. I think he like chose to step away and then decided to just do whatever the fuck he wanted, which we love Birdman. Love Birdman. I was not a huge fan of the soundtrack, but everybody else liked it. Well, I mean, when you compare it to Whiplash, which is the exact same soundtrack. Um, but, uh, no, I really liked it. I mean, I knew I knew Ray Kroc was an asshole. Um, you want to talk about someone you really can't divorce the man from the work on? Ray Kroc would be that man. Okay. He's he's a dick. Um, can we, totally can took the McDonald's brothers. Can you know, we say for a ride. dick now? Dick. He's a dick. Oh, um, love it. Yeah, you are. You're loving it. Da, 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 da. So, um... But everyone else in the movie, it's uh, it, it's great. The what's his name? Uh, James Carroll Lynch. Do you know who I'm talking about? I feel like I can see him in my head, but he I he was know his uh, name. Drew Carey's transvestite brother on the Carey Show. He oh was God, the, he was so good. The clown without a face in um, American Horror Story. You know what I'm talking. By the way, just so you know, whenever you say clown without a face, I start hearing the song in my head. The Billy Idol song. No. Oh. What were you just singing? No, no 80s new wave, Man Without a Face. What song are you talking about? I'll, I'll play it for you later. Man Without a Face? No, the song's Man Without a Face. You're talking about Eyes Without a Face? No, there's another, I know the song you're talking about, but no, there's a different song. Okay. Well, anyway, Although he's... Although now I'm singing Eyes Without a Face in my head, and in my head it's now Man Without a Face, but still. Uh, 
Nick Offerman kills it. Uh, Linda Carlini kills it. Patrick Wilson <laughs> kills it. Everyone in this movie. I really feel like he's fantastic. Highly underrated. Oh yeah, he is. Patrick Wilson, I mean. Yeah. Um, he's done so many really good things, but he's not. And he's got range. Like he's in stuff that's dramatic. It's he's one of those things where he's never completely stuck it as an A-list Hollywood leading man. Yeah. Mostly because the studios have screwed him over. Because Struts should have been a freaking hit. Yeah, and like, you know, Watchmen with all its flaws, you know. No, he was incredible in Watchmen. He, he brought Gravatas to, like, like I said, the no, character. Like I said, and he looks nothing like himself in that at all. Like, if you said anybody, that this guy and this guy are the same person, they'd be like, yeah. how about you go fuck yourself? Yeah, no, yeah. he's a little bit chubby, and he's got the sideburns and the weird 70s mop. Which, it, yeah, makes sense in character. No, no, it makes absolute sense in character. Um, it was such a nuanced performance but then you get him in horror films, and you get him in comedy, and he's get him as a director. He's fantastic. As a director? Yeah, he directed both The Conjurings. Pe- the same Patrick Wilson? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so the and founder... And Annabelle, I think, as well. The founder, highly recommended. Um, and back to Carpetron. Deb, what did you, what did you what did to talk about there? Carpetron. So, I'm putting it off... Because it seemed like one of those things, kind of like Parks and Rec, where you need a certain amount of episodes to get locked into the universe. Okay. I started watching the new John Lithgow comedy, Trial and Error. I assume it's a lawyer comedy. Kind of. He's accused of killing his wife, and this guy comes down to try and defend him. It's actually a pretty good ensemble comedy. I'm still not 100% sure I'm sold on it yet. One, a lot of their music is basically identical to Sherlock. Like the intro and outro music. Okay. It's pretty funny in certain areas, but it also seems like a little bit labored and a little bit forced. Like, I feel like this might be I hate to say Parks and Recs again, but Parks and Rec, where I need to get to a third season before I stop hating it. Okay. I think they're missing, like, a key character. I think they're missing an Adam Scott to kind of completely meld the whole cast together. Okay. Like, everybody in it, they're very talented, and a lot of them are really funny. But I think they're missing just, like, one thing to make it a really good comedy. Okay. It's, I, I don't have follow-up on that. Um, what else did I do this week? sit silently and listen to Carpetron. And now 15 minutes of screeching bird sounds. Yeah. Um, um, okay, I finished finally the last book in a series I've been reading for a while that I've talked about for the last couple of years called the Fe- uh, the Fae Fever series. They're, they're books I, I've mentioned yeah, randomly. Okay. You would not enjoy them. Okay. The last book in the series pretty much enforced everything I've said about this series before where it was too good an idea for the author she's not talented enough to write all the things that she wants to say I know that sounds super asshole it's like she has these great wonderful ideas that could be detailed in such wonderful ways and taken to so many interesting places but she throws away subplots like there's no tomorrow and she totally typewriter hands the ends exactly but it's one of those things where it's been the this is book eight or nine in the series and it's supposed to be the end of the series but she left a lot of hanging threads which makes me think she'll find another way to rewrite it again which she did the first time she finished the series at book five and then came back and wrote four more books do you think it's just gonna keep going i do which i like that idea because she like i said she left a lot of hanging threads but it's just one of those things where I hate to say this, she's not smart enough for her own ideas. No, I mean... She's not talented enough to write how nuanced these ideas are. Yeah, she can come up with the ideas, but in terms of execution... She had a much better editor for the last few books. Okay. She needs a co-writer. Okay. Badly. Like, I don't necessarily think that she should be the, the writer. I think maybe she should be the outliner and somebody else should write it for her, and she should edit it a little bit. Okay, yeah. A bit more hands-on-y in terms of, you know, getting into the content. Okay. But it's like, she has these complex, interesting characters. You can take so many places, and she wastes them. Yeah, it's just unfortunate, especially across nine books. Yeah. 
And it's one of those things where it's another one of those books where they have a female lead that is stubborn to the point of being stupid. Yeah, and you like and I have talked about this before, right? Like I like not, books with very strong female leads, but yeah. when they're stubborn to the point of being stupid, it pisses me off. Where it's just like, no, yeah, yeah. Like, like it, the, it, I don't want your help. I don't need your help. Yeah, you fucking do. And it's not just like, okay, and then they're going to relent and realize. It's like, they actively fight against their own interests to, so, to such an extent that it's not, it's not conflict anymore. It's just like... And, the same thing happens with male characters a lot. Male leads will fight against their own interest because they're that stubborn. But it's a lot more obvious when it's a female lead. Because I like reading books with strong female leads. But a lot of times, and with two series in particular that I can think of, the female lead is stubborn to the point of being stupid. Which is why I like the White Trash Zombie series so much, because it was a very strong female lead. But she's not so stubborn, she can't admit that she's wrong and accept help from someone else. Right. She may not want to, but she knows... Oh no. Okay, so, this has to happen She's for like, I can't do this by myself. I'm really struggling with this. This person can give me help, even though I don't like the terms that they're giving it to me. Yeah, no. Yeah, we've definitely talked about that. But like I said, I like that. I finished that one. I'm reading some more of her earlier works that are a lot more... say fantasy romance? Okay. I'm embarrassed listening to them in public. On headphones. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, definitely probably the flush on the cheeks. Like, are they, like, bodice ripper? Except more descriptive, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna stop, but I probably won't listen to them in public. List. List? Oh, do you have anything else on your list? Just in a second, man. Uh, what else did I do this week? I worked a lot probably drank more here than I did in Vegas. I think they're cleaning the carpets in my hallway right now. Is that what that was? Yeah. Smell that orange smell. It's them cleaning the carpets. They do it like every other week. I don't know why. And wrapping this up because they're fucking noisy as fuck outside. Yeah. Uh, mistake I made this week. I probably should have done laundry earlier. Oh, that was it. I'm out of clean socks and chef coats. I still have panties. Yeah, because you've got like a year's worth or whatever. Month and a half. Month and a half. Depends on how desperate I get, because there's some I don't like to wear because they're extremely uncomfortable. Oh, mistake I made this week. Earlier this week, I was super uncomfortable for about the first half of the day, and then I went to the bathroom and realized I put on my underwear inside out. Inside out? Not backwards. No, inside, inside out. out. Yeah. Okay. Backwards, I would have realized pretty much right away. Yeah, yeah. 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 Inside out. My mistake was I was talking where I was at this uh, the damn grill, which is a great place to go for lunch. Oh my god, great food. Um, oh, I like their name. Well, it's, it's by the trickery damn. Yeah, it's the damn grill. Yeah. Um, Let's go so to the damn grill. Pretty much, I would say it. Yeah. Um, but great, like American style food, but they've got like hot dogs and stuff. The hot dogs are really good. I'm imagining they have good burgers and steaks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I had the patty melt the second time we went there, and it was really good. Um, so anyway, so we went there, and I was talking to my friend Edgar, um, and he was talking about wanting to get back into shape, and he was talking about buying a jump rope. Because these are the conversations you have with friends. I'm sorry, I'm imagining Edgar drunk roping. It's not going well. No, There's no. a lot of falling over. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, like, just him hitting his ankles like a little kid and going, like, stepping over and having to start I over again. I also imagine him, like, catching his hair while he's jump roping. Okay. Like he recently jump, got a no, haircut, No, so. like, the jump rope's a little bit too small, so it's a little... Oh, it's, like, smacking in the... Exactly, okay. yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we were talking about... I was like, yeah, just go to a Gart Brothers, whatever... And he was, like, looking up... Why wouldn't he just go to, like, a Kmart? I don't know, Deb. I just assumed go to an athletics place because he wants to be athletic. Um, so we were talking, and he was like, shit, is jump rope one word or two? And the, the bartender came over and was like, well, what would you like? And we ordered, and he ordered, and then I went, hey, is jump rope one word or two? Is it? It's one word. Okay. Um... And then she just, like, walked off. And I was like, well, that was fucking weird. Right? 
So I realize there's a beer on draft called Jump Rope. So she like. So literally, she thought. That I was ordering a jump to, rope. Yeah. So because she like. Uh, no, no, I get it. It's just. She pours a beer and puts it down in front of me, and I'm like, "What is this?" Like, goes, how many situations are there that there's actually going to be a beer called jump rope? What and like, anger and I laughing. I've worked is, in a few different bars that specialize in craft beers. I have never heard of jump rope. It's a Mexican lager. I don't know who makes it. It was all right, a little light for my taste, but because I like darker <laughs> it, it beers. It doesn't really sound good to me. Uh, like I said, it was all right, but it was like funny because she put it down and I went, what is this? And she goes, jump rope? And you're like, uh... And like, Edgar and I both like, what are the fucking odds that I say a random word and there's a beer named after? Yeah, I actually kind of want you to go back there and say another random word and see if there's And just see, yeah, yeah, like, like I'm just going to start making up like Harry Potter for like professor names and be like, I don't know, an orange shovel. Experionis! And then, like, that happens. So... Unfortunately, we're going to wrap this up uh, on, on that note uh, because of the carpet cleaning, which I'm going to, I guess, have to cross some kind of weird foamy no, no, picket we'll, line No, no, we'll be thing. done in a couple minutes and the carpet will just be damp, but I'm really resisting urges to go commit an assault right now. Well, don't. I'm not going to. I'm just resisting urges. If you like this, check out some of our other shows like D20 Proof, Knapsack Comedy, and Mr. Wright. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, yeah.